Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Prep Life Podcast. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Anger, today with my fabulous co-host. Hey, everybody. This is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. So today we're going to be sharing 10 tips for Halloween candy in moderation. And Halloween was yesterday, so if you're just listening to this, you know that. You probably have a bucket full of candy in your house that Mm -hmm. the trick-or-treaters did not partake in. Um, Or, you know, you might have eaten some candies last night, um, (laughs) snuck them from your kids' bags, or um, maybe dipped into the bucket while you were waiting for trick-or-treaters to come to the door. But regardless of that, I think that this is an appropriate time to start talking about holidays coming up, temptations being around more so than usual. Halloween's kind of like the starter of the, Mm -hmm. you know, the holiday 15, not the freshman 15 anymore. Yeah. Um, So yeah, we're going to talk about that. But first, let's um, update the audience on how our last seven days have been going. Chris, you can start. Sure. Okay. So, um, nothing too exciting for me in the last seven days. It's been a lot of work, um, but good things or like wrapping up the competition season in the next couple months. Um, my boyfriend runs powerlifting meets. So we are tackling our first weekend where we both have events scheduled at the same time. So I will be flying out to Des Moines for our Glam Girl team show, uh, which I'm super excited to spend time with the girls. And uh, TC will be running a powerlifting world championship meet, which is like the biggest event that they have at the end of the year. Uh, So we will be dividing and conquering and working within our, like our fields of interest. So um, it's been an interesting journey of this week, just making sure that we're setting ourselves up for success so we can partake in two successful events. Um, and yeah, it's been challenging and fun and exhausting, but I'm sure there'll be a lot of celebrating at the end when we pull, we pull it all off. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, how about for you, Amy? Yeah. So I had a blast this weekend and I want to tell you that, um, I'm definitely deep into like a cut and a lean out phase. So my diet is extremely like strict um, in terms of just eating very basic foods and things like that. Mm -hmm. So going out to dinner, um, you know, I knew my friend's birthday, like they wanted to go out to dinner on Saturday um, earlier this month. And I was just thinking like, I shouldn't do this. Um, Yeah. And I'm like, no, you know what? I'm not missing out on life because Mm -hmm. I'm choosing to get lean. So I went ahead and went to Cooper's Hawk Winery um, here in Kansas City. They had a salad on the menu and I think the waitress thought I was crazy because she was like, (laughs) "Um, okay, so do you want dressing on that? And I'm like, no. And she's like, do you want, like, I was like, nothing but just cucumber and lettuce. just like a cup of lettuce and she couldn't understand. She's like, don't you want like the carrots and the like tomato? And I'm like, Nope, (laughs) just a cup of (laughs) cucumber. And she's like, so you don't want any dressing, like even on the side. I'm like, Nope. And I brought in my like cooler bag that you bought me actually. 
Um, oh. It's a very bougie, like, purse, it looks like. Um, yes. So it had my chicken, or my turkey, my 99% turkey that I had already weighed out. So I had saved that protein. Um, and then I, they all ordered drinks, of course, and I ordered a club soda with a lime. And we actually, we, like, dressed up. We had a blast. And we went to two different parties. I stayed up till, like, 1 in the morning. and. Wow. Literally, I was just drinking club soda with lime the entire night and dancing my little heart out. Um, Everybody was inebriated, (laughs) and I was the driver. (laughs) But it was so fun. I had a blast. So I'm glad normally in most situations like this, I get like, I don't know. I just, I tend to like gravitate away from those um, things. situations where I know I'm going to like be up late, be around temptations, but mm-hmm. it really didn't bother me at all. It actually was like super fun. So I'm glad I made that decision, but that's kind of like my prep life news for this week, I guess. I, I love that. And I think that's important for people to hear that, especially those of us that not me, but the people who really enjoy like social uh, interactions and spending time with people that you don't have to give that up. Um, that you still can do well in your prep and, you know, marry both things of making sure that you're accomplishing your goal and your social uh, needs. And so I think, I mean, at least for me, I think that's very encouraging to hear that you're able to make it work and have such a good time. Well, thanks. So we're going to start with these 10 um, kind of tips, I guess you would say, Mm -hmm. when, you know, you maybe have that bag of candy that all of a sudden those fun size (laughs) go to nothing and the bag's empty um, very quickly. So um, the first tip that we have for not overdoing it on your Halloween treats and sweets that are out is just focus on your favorites. So Mm -hmm. if I was in this different situation, that would be (laughs) um, Reese's peanut butter cups. They're my absolute faves. Okay. Um, my kids always are like, Mom, here, you can have my Reese's. Uh, I just love chocolate and peanut butter. So, um, you know, those would be things that I would set aside and really enjoy um, and maybe fit into my macros if I was in a different situation. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think it's a good idea to... Um, and we might get into this later, but just like that bad boy mentality where, mm-hmm. um, you know, if something is totally forbidden, then it kind of keeps looking more attractive <laughs> the more that you're not yeah. allowed to have it. So I think it's just wise to kind of pick and choose what things like you're actually going to enjoy and, you know, don't just like randomly arbitrarily eat like a in my case, like an almond joy or something that I right. really don't like, but I'm just craving chocolate, you know? Yeah. I think that's really important. Um, in designating, especially like even when we talk about people after a show, like pick the things that you really enjoy and that you want to eat, like what's worth the calories to you. Mm, um, yep. and making those designations ahead of time so that when you're presented with, you know, food, you already know, like, I'm not going to fill up or waste my calories on, you know, nachos if I really don't care about that. Um, And in this case for candy, like, 
I think everybody knows what their favorite candy is. Like some people just love the sugary stuff. Other people gravitate towards chocolate. I know for me, um, I was just going to ask, but I've, can I guess before you say it? Go ahead. I want to see how well I know my wife. M&Ms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> You're all about the M&Ms. All the M&M flavors. Okay, not all of them. But um, I also like you, like peanut butter and chocolate. And so those peanut butter M&Ms are like mm-hmm. my jam. I just can't. I cannot. I have to. And they don't sell them in like smaller bags often. But like <laughs> we were shopping the other day and TC's like, look, the family size bag is on sale. And I'm like, do not bring that near me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just I think like knowing what your favorites are and what you want to enjoy is and designating that is a great first option so yeah um so two what's tip number two chris so number two is to honor your cravings so if you are wanting some chocolate um i think that's where it's healthy to get outside of the black and white thinking or you're wanting some candy um you especially when you're in an improvement season Mm. Um, or you don't have a show coming up, I think it's important to incorporate some of these things into your meal plan so that you're not, um, you're not like setting yourself up for like the, the aftermath of like when you finally get to have something, like if you're dieting and you're eating like whole foods for like 12 months and all you're thinking about is all this food that you want to have later, um, that's where I think it can you can run into problems where like use your improvement season strategically to learn how to incorporate things in realistic portions. And like I have a client who she would struggle every so often in the past with just loving sugar and just wanting to have something sweet. But she wanted to stick to her whole foods diet because she knew that is nutritionally was optimal for my body. And while that's true, <clears throat> it was leading her into situations where she would just cave in and then just eat it, eat a lot because she was like, well, now I have this chance to have all of the sugar and I'll do better tomorrow. So I think like recognizing what your favorite foods are basically and incorporating them into your meal plan. Like I taught her how to take like a snack size piece of candy bar or chocolates or something like that and how what it would replace in her meal plan as far as like you know how many potatoes and how much fat and she had the option like if she was having a day where she was feeling like I really want some chocolate you can fit that chocolate in your meal plan there's no problem and then if she was feeling like no I don't really need it she could gravitate towards some other foods that would like be more uh, nutrient dense so I think just knowing that you have the option um, and honoring what you really are wanting in in making it fit in your program and in your season is is kind of the takeaway there. Yeah, I definitely agree with the season thing for sure because, you know, I've had a couple clients that, you know, they're really close to a show and mm-hmm. they put the chocolate in and they just really oh. don't have like a high budget to spend that oh, on. yeah. And they ended up ravenous because it's very quick digesting uh, Mm -hmm. processed food. um, And it just, it leaves them extremely hungry. I always think of Sohee Lee that she prepped for her pro card 
on eating one Snickers bar a day. Yeah. And she thought it was like, she thought it was going to be the best experiment in the world. And she felt like uh -huh. garbage because she's like, I don't know. I think she's less than five feet tall. So she gets around oh, like gosh. 90 some pounds. So she doesn't have like a huge calorie budget. And right. she's like, I just wish I would have had like a big salad. But she's like, I had to stick yeah. to this experiment. And she's like, I didn't even <laughs> want the Snickers bar by the end of it because it was leaving me so hungry. So yeah. anyway. All right. No, that's a great point. I think sometimes if you know that you can have it, then you choose to not, to not have it. Like, you know, just knowing that it's a choice, you're like, okay, it takes away, like you said, that bad boy mentality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So number three is eat your candy mindfully. And being present with food is so important for anyone with a background in ED, so like eating disordered behaviors. Mm -hmm. So I have to be really extremely mindful when it comes to eating my food, chewing it thoroughly, not being distracted, um, doing something else, focusing on that meal, using small utensils, uh, making it an experience, eating it in courses, whatever it is, like sipping water while you're doing it. But not doing something else at the same time while you're eating, like the worst thing probably is like sitting at a TV, like on, yep. you know, on a couch and just like putting a bag next to you. The next thing you mm -hmm. know, it's just going to be gone. Yeah. And there's been many of times where I've eaten something and I don't even remember eating it because yep. I'm either like working or I'm responding to somebody on my phone like there's a million things and then I'm like, wow, well now I just don't even feel like I eat anything. Like I didn't enjoy that experience. So, um, that's a good point. Um, number four is don't set a tomorrow vehicle. So I think we've all been in this place where, yes. um, if we eat it all now, we won't worry. We don't have to worry about eating it tomorrow. So it's all gone. It's all done in one shot. We're cleaning out the cover by totally eating it done all. that before. I've done uh, that yep. so many times. I'm like, all right, now it's, <laughs> yeah. it's gone. I got rid of it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think we can all relate that we've been in a similar situation. And I think we all objectively know that that doesn't really, it doesn't make sense. Um, whether you eat it all today or you sprinkle it out throughout the week, those are all calories that are going towards your weekly calorie goal. Mm -hmm. Um I think sometimes we take the approach of like, well, I'm going to get it out of my system and then I'm going to feel good tomorrow. But I think especially when we're talking about sugar and candy, it doesn't necessarily work that way. Good point. Um, Makes you crave it yeah. more. And then you yes. are like white knuckling through the next day. It's even worse. Yes. Overly yeah, hungry exactly. And, yeah. Because it's, mm -hmm. they say sugar is like as addictive as heroin. Uh, I've never yeah. done heroin, so I don't know. But I know Me that either. sugar is very addictive. It takes like two weeks to really just like get it out of your system completely where you're not like really just craving it so much, I think. So exactly. Yeah. And I think if you look at it as I can have this in my diet, again, going back to that idea, you mm -hmm. won't feel like you have to eat it all now to remove it from the house. Yep. And then number five is eat something else first. So this is always a good practice. Um, I myself right now, my peanut butter is at the end. It's like my dessert. Um, Ooh, maybe yeah. you have a piece of candy at the end, but have a full protein bolus, um, have some vegetables, have, you know, complex carbohydrates, things with fiber, things that are going to fill mm -hmm. you up. Make sure you're well hydrated is another thing because thirst can really be masked by hunger. So 
do that, you know, eat and get full. Um, and then, you know, then have your, your piece of chocolate or your Skittles packet or whatever. So yep. it's at the end and you're not overindulging because you're already f- kind of almost full at that point. Yeah. Have your meal first. Slow down your, your blood sugar, like with the protein yeah. and yeah. Yeah, that definitely does. I know at least for me, help to like not eat more, like, um, or already be satiated, like you said. And then it's just like topping off the meal with like something sweet. Um, that's within reason. And then moving on. Um, so number six, six is combine candy with hearty foods. So it kind of, kind of goes off of what we were talking about, like filling up with, you know, a nutritious meal, you'll feel better about like making sure that you have some good nutrients in your system. Um, also, like you said, regulates blood sugar. I know something for me that's really helped, um, slow down the process and enjoy it is having like a cup of warm tea with my chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not only like something hot that I can't just like chug and drink very quickly. It, it kind of like slows down my eating as well because I have to slow down my drinking. And then the warm sensation, like how it warms up your mouth makes the chocolate melt. And then that's what makes, I think it more enjoyable. Um, I just think, you know, when I was in school for dietetics, they talked about how like heat and cold, really plays a role in the senses and in our taste buds. So like for me to drink some like warm tea and then have some chocolate afterwards, just kind of like is more of an experience and uh, does like slow me down from just like shoving a bunch of M&Ms. <laughs> in my mouth. Yeah. And it fills so. your belly up with fluids and then mm-hmm. probably you're, you know, sweetening the tea with stevia. If you're like me, um, or you're sure. doing like a decaf flavored coffee that tastes like oh, some go. sort of like ice cream or whatever. So it's kind of like having a dual treat. Um, and then that yeah, kind of coffee and dessert. Yeah. And then that lays over into number seven, which is store your leftover chocolates and candies in the freezer. And so again, it's another barrier we're putting. Um, so we're more mm-hmm. mindful, we're slowing down. We're allowing our bodies to feel the hunger cues because it takes about 20 minutes for that to happen. So if you freeze chocolate and you pull it out of the freezer, it's going to be hard to binge off of that. Um, Mm -hmm. If you have sensitive teeth or, um, you know, it's like you're going to have to chew it pretty hard. So it just kind of slows things down, um, which is why depending on what season I'm in, sometimes I freeze my peanut butter as well just to like more enjoy the experience it's also why i like to have uh, protein ice cream it really is like especially with my creamy my ninja creamy it just slows down that process of you know experiencing it um so it takes a good 20 minutes to eat something that's cold otherwise you get a brain freeze yeah that's a really smart idea i know that you've done that before and that's helped you um like keeping stuff cold Mm mm-hmm um, and then same thing I tell for people like when they <clears throat> are done a show and they, their loved ones make them a bunch of food or bring them a bunch of like homemade desserts and they feel awkward like t- saying no, like you, you can say yes, um, but go home and put it in the freezer. Like don't go home and feel obligated to now you have to eat all of this because, you know, someone baked it for you. Go home and put it in the freezer and, um, you know, 
practice what we were kind of talking about is like in moderation in specific seasons it's a lot easier to kind of like fit those things in your macros so um so that leads us to number eight which is remember that you can eat these things um so i think that's going back to just what we've been kind of mentioning is not making certain foods off limits i think again it's dependent on the season that you're in because uh food does play a role in like our energy level and we want to be cognizant of making sure that we're taking care of our physique when we're getting close to a show um but also realizing that it's not 365 days a year i could never have this ever again and i think a lot of it is like what we tell ourselves in our head of like i can't have that i can't have that i can't have that um and making it feel like it's off limits. So then when we do have it, um, it can sometimes be a little bit overwhelming. So just make sure, remember like these foods are like even candy is carbs and fats. So they can translate into your macro plan. But again, it's, it's really a matter of like looking at where you're at in your prep, where your physique is at, and then like matching it accordingly. Yeah. And then number nine is set some boundaries. So if you know that you're going to want to have that exposure therapy of, you know, finishing off a meal every single day with a chocolate. So what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to plan that ahead of time so that you're not Mm -hmm. playing macro Tetris for one thing. Yes. So plan, you know, the day before where it's going to fit. So if you're one that doesn't work from home and you go to an office pack that as your dessert for your lunch or Mm -hmm. um I always remember my one boss she would pack in a ziploc like three chocolate covered almonds and that's all she ever wanted like just to finish Mm. off her meal and she put it in a little ziploc and portion it out um but I think the portioning thing is important too because you really need to make sure that Again, you're just bringing that awareness and calculation to it so that, um, you know, you're setting like a bit of a physical boundary in a way like so that you're not overindulging, which is why I personally like if someone's really deep in the contest prep, I recommend like a Barney butter because it gives you Mm -hmm. one tablespoon serving packed separately so you don't have to be in a jar and that possibly yeah. going away. So similar to what you were saying, like with the family size, like, um, you know, maybe like when you have good willpower, so whatever time of day that is, or after you've eaten and you're well rested. And um, for me, like it would be earlier in the day where I could portion out my chocolates in the yeah. blocks, um, you know, where you have control. So just kind of know like that where your boundaries lie and where your triggers Um, so just trying to make sure that you are setting yourself up for the best success. Yeah. That's like what they say about don't go food shopping hungry. Mm -hmm. Um, so the same thing with like prep, prepping your food. I think that's a really smart idea, which is similar to, to like a refeed. Usually I tell people not to do it as breakfast because then sometimes they're like the effort mentality, like the rest of the day, they just go crazy. Whereas if you've mm-hmm. had like five meals and then your sixth meal is your refeed, by then mm-hmm. you're not going to be as likely to overindulge. Yeah, I always have a hard time like going back to eating like 
plain like chicken breasts mm-hmm. and vegetables after I've had I don't know pancakes uh it's just it's hard I think to finish off the day and I think that's always a really good piece of advice that you recommend is like to leave it towards the end of the day because also too it's um I don't know I feel like towards the end of the day is a lot of times when people relax and if that's your like finishing meal like you can be satisfied with you know that being the ending of, of your your day um so uh number 10 is keep it in perspective so there are you know this is also taking into consideration like if you had too much candy yesterday and you're kind of disappointed um like take it with a grain of salt don't beat yourself up over it and let's look at like ways that we can improve and that's kind of why we have this this podcast and we're sharing these tips of okay what can we learn to make this um like different next time what could make it easier or what behaviors can we change or what obstacles can we put in the in the way to kind of slow us down um so that we can have that not a reactionary experience to like oh my gosh i want some candy let me eat it now and more of like how am i going to incorporate this into my day or my lifestyle so um yeah just be gracious with yourself constantly seek out ways to make improvements and that's i think a lot of just what this prep lifestyle is is we have some recommendations on like how to get our physiques optimal how to improve them in an improvement season. It's all about trial and error. And we can approach that, I think, with any topic. So, Yeah, and um, I think the unicorn prep is very, you know, it's so each season comes with different challenges. And I think, you know, it's important to kind of weigh more on the side of, you know, less restriction in the improvement season in terms of not that you're not tracking, but maybe you're just doing macros, whereas, like, if you're getting like close to a show, you're two weeks out, then maybe you're going to lean more to our like meal exchange food suggestions and, you know, still have your macro budget and use that hybrid model. But we Mm -hmm. kind of need to adapt depending on what season we're in. Um, You know, sometimes deep, deep, deep into the improvement season, like just macros and, you know, fitting these things in when we have a higher budget and the opportunity to do that is extremely healthy because then it doesn't make us swing one way or the other. And we don't have that last supper mentality. We're Mm -hmm. just like fitting things we enjoy and having a flexible, um, approach, I think just makes the rebounds less likely as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of that is good communication with your coach, especially like in your improvement season, um, on what, you know, how you're feeling about your nutrition. Cause I've had clients that are just, they get stuck in the prep mentality of like eating the same things all the time, like during their dieting phase. And now it's just like bigger volumes of the same thing. And it, um, I just, am always interested in the psychological component of like how nutrition's being perceived in these different seasons. Because if we're constantly going like, I know you've used this term before, Amy, like gas, the pedal, the gas pedal is all the way down. We're going hundred percent. We're trying to be perfect and check all the boxes. I know for me, like that's just led me into some seasons of feeling burnt out. 
And so like finding the balance between the seasons and like when to incorporate these things best. Um, it's just all a learning experience. So yeah, definitely talk with your coach. I think that's the best thing is communicating with your coach on how you're feeling because the more we know as coaches, the more we can make suggestions and um, help you walk through that process. Yeah, that pedal to the metal, the gas tank's going to eventually go down quickly, whereas cruise control is, you know, a lot more efficient in the longevity of the the gas tank life. So exactly with that, you can find us on Instagram at Prep Life Podcast or at Glam Girl Bikini. And if you would like to apply for your unicorn prep, you can go to GlamGirlBikini.com and hit the Get Started button to apply. Uh, This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Anger, signing off with my fabulous co-host. And this is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. Thanks for listening, everyone.